Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Chris Allen in Stuttgart. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz. with my boobay, like the analyst. shoot again if they don't want. Their walk-ons would love to put one up. Ten seconds to play. I don't think McGrath can get a shot off, though. They're not going to try. It doesn't appear. Five seconds, four seconds. Musselman edged to midcourt. He and Chris Beard shake hands, and this one's over. Tough game for the Razorbacks tonight. Ole Miss beats the Razorbacks. Welcome in Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson. That was the result as Arkansas lost to Ole Miss last night, 77-51. Ole Miss did whatever they wanted to, whenever they wanted to. They controlled the game from beginning to end. Arkansas can never get in the flow. No, no. From beginning to end, Ole Miss uh, owned that. And the frustrating thing, if you're you're must, is you're trying. He's trying everything. I mean, he's playing everybody, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, he's just, throwing the kitchen sink at everything, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, and I know that guy. I bet it is not fun living with him right now. Um, he's, oh, Danielle's got him in the pool house. He's in the pool house, I'm sure. But, I mean, I know he's I know he's frustrated. And it's like everybody, you know, you look at social media, you see two things. One, people are saying, how in the world did they beat Purdue and Duke? And the second is let's get baseball going. I think the biggest pressure, <laughs> I think the biggest pressure right now is on Dave Van Horn because he's got the weight of the athletic department on his shoulders because the football team was bad, the basketball team's not playing well, and everybody's hoping you know number two in the country coming in. A lot of pressure on them to 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 win. I think to kind of make the Razorback fans calm down a little bit. So that, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to give you the opportunity to voice some complaints. And how you feel about the Razorback season? Is it to the point where you're done? It's over? Has it been over? You still holding out hope? What is it? What, what's the mindset? So if you want to get in, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. What's your feel for the Razorback basketball team and where they stand right now? Now, this team is one basket away from being 0-6 in conference play. They're 1-5 in conference, and they're 10-9 and overall. Yeah, and when they won that game, you kind of felt like maybe there, hope, there was some hope. And, you know, I've watched a lot of basketball, and I listen to the experts we have on here, Joe Klein and Pat. I listen to Pat. I love the shooter. Good, you know, great guy, friend, and always brings a lot of knowledge. He's so smart about basketball, and and so is Joe. But even those guys, when you listen to them, I listened to your conversation the other day. Really, kind of not able to figure out what's going on. Like, you know, how come they can't get out of it? It's like, but the biggest thing that I've kind of come up with, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, the best thing that I can come up with is that the combination that you put together in the portal. Doesn't have enough of the gritty guys. You know, I know Sully's mentioned grittiness to us a couple weeks ago. You mentioned it on Twitter. Can you teach that? No, you really cannot teach that. But you need to have some guys like that. I think all the good teams have, you know, role players. I don't know that this team has that. And, you know, you went to the portal and you picked up pieces, and it's like they're not meshing together. 
and I feel like I still feel like defense, help side defense, inside it's not there, and the basketball IQ. You f- I said it a couple weeks ago. What I feel like when I watch this team is an AAU team that only plays together on the weekends and never practices, and it's guys that don't really know each other, and they come together on Sunday well, and play. Y- you know, the difference there, though, is AAU teams, they can score. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, they, you know, AAU teams are not known for playing defense, yeah. but it's a lot of one-on-one. Some guys will put up some points. But, yeah, yeah you see those guys score. Yeah. In this case, these they're not guys... not even doing that. Yeah, they're not defending. They're not scoring. They're not doing much of anything. Right. They're getting out-rebounded. Layden Blocker, Devo, and... You know, you're talking about a guy coming straight from high school, and then you're talking about a guy who's been in the program and was expected to be one of the leaders coming into the season. You mentioned the gritty guys. Those are the two guys that stand out as those gritty guys. But then even puzzling last night with Devo, where Devo doesn't play in the second half. Yeah. I have to think, you know, and I know he's on on the air here, and I don't know how much they go into that, but you kind of feel like maybe he's – in the doghouse you know it it seems like he's been in the doghouse i don't know but that guy he has so much potential and he you're right because steals and transition buckets that he's done before if he could do that every game which i don't think that's asking too much of a guy of his stature and tenure in the program that would give the team a lift because you when on the road you got to play good defense if he's out there harassing out on the perimeter and he's getting some steals and they're getting fast break buckets but yeah i don't know i i i've on the outside looking in and connecting the dots you feel like maybe that he's frustrated with him coach must i don't know but yeah that's a mystery i don't know if he mentioned that out in the in the post game or or not, but now if you talk about Devo being in the doghouse, it, it, they've come too far for that to be the case. We can go you would back. Hope so yeah, we can go back uh, in past seasons where he spent some time away from the team yeah. because there were frustrations on both sides. But if you've been through that already, and yeah. now you return to the program and and you're where you are at this point, you should be past all that. It yes. it, it shouldn't get to a point where. You're not understanding of each other. Right. Well, and I think it's a two-way street, too. I think it's the the player earning the respect and the coach kind of leaving him alone, but also the player is taking care of what he's supposed to do. You know, you're not supposed to micromanage a senior or an upperclassman. You know, you're not supposed to. Those guys are supposed to have tenure, and you're supposed to be able to know that, hey, he's going to do what he's supposed to on and off the court. He's been in this program. So... I don't know what the case is there, but that's the way it's supposed to work, is that those guys that have been on the, in the program for a while, you kind of leave them alone. And those guys are the ones that take care of the team and make sure that everybody on the team is doing it and police it. He's supposed to be kind of the leader and the policeman of everything, but doing some of the stuff behind the scenes that the coaches don't always know about, that stuff that's happening off the court, the practice floor, you're looking to him to be a leader for everybody else absolutely let's go to the phones and talk to steven what's up steven hey guys how you doing today doing good Good. joe we talked to yesterday and i think we talked about my good friend and buddy devo and i still support the artists always about basketball team we've been through we've been through a lot of great games great wins We've shocked the world on, on a lot of occasions. Uh, Kansas, uh, Gonzaga, Duke, Purdue, Kentucky. We just go on down the list. Now, and, and, I, and I, I'm going to add this, guys. I want you to think about this before you answer. Sometimes, like the Dallas Cowboys, Arkansas has been went farther than anybody else in the SEC over the last few years, as far as wins and and and, and NCAA tournament wins. And we have we we we've got people maybe I think jealous of us maybe. And if we don't bring our A game every game, people people is going to give us a black eye. And, and a lot of times, you're going to get a black eye, a busted lip, and a bloody nose. And it's because this team has not has not uh, 
dealt with what these past three kings have done, and they're coming in with their own mindset, and they're and they're taking on the uh, what these other teams have been frustrated with Arkansas Razorbacks giving them uh, them work, and now we're getting it back. And these teams, <coughs> this team is not being able to work this step, work it, work this out. I just think that I think they're just taking on the the blunt of our success in the past, and this year it's just not. They're, they're not they're not accepting it. That they're, they're not they don't understand what they this Arkansas Razorback culture we have. We have a culture in basketball now, fellas. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit back sit back and let you all talk. Go Hawks. Appreciate it, Stephen. Yeah, th- there's a culture, but you know each season is different and it's its own and uh even more so now it, that carries more weight when you're talking about changing the roster yes. over there are certain players like Devo Jalen Graham Makai Mitchell guys uh, opinion that have returned to the lineup and they know what it's about and Devo is the most experienced of all those guys mm-hmm. but then you try to filter that out to the the incoming players the ones that are coming in and make it all fit together and it's hard to do that on a yearly basis when you're constantly changing the roster. You have to treat each team like it's its, its own. But Coach Muss has his philosophy and in, in the way he likes to do things, and he's going to try to you know, put that on the team and, and make them understand that sometimes it's going to happen and other times it's not. And it looks like this year is a case of it's not happening. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that after the Auburn game in a column for Best of Arkansas Sports and you know, some people didn't like that, but whenever I write something like that, it isn't that I'm wishing that. It's just something that I see. I mean, I've always called called the way I see it. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish those guys well. I, you know, Devo's an Arkansas guy. I love him to do well, and, they, and when he's done well, it's been great. Uh, but but you can't watch that. Everybody that's on this air, you know, we see that it looks like. You know, there's there's dysfunction as far as just being on the same page. Uh, and when, you know, Muscle's is in the NBA, you sign guys, and they come in and they don't work sometimes. I mean, that happens all the time in the NBA. Uh, he has struck gold and has done well doing it that way. But can you do that five years in a row or, you know, four years? Maybe not. And, the, and I was just bringing up the fact that maybe – this is the year that you're not going to be able to turn it around. You didn't do well in the non-conference. You start off getting blown out by Auburn, and then we've seen that it's a pattern that's continued. Uh, and as far as the culture thing, that was a great call. I, a great call. I, I agree with them. But the culture thing, I don't know if it takes you as far now because you don't have guys that have been in your program that long. And you've got a lot of guys, let's just face this, with the NIL and everything, and the, they're for them. They're playing for themselves, a lot of them. I mean, that's the, the, the world we're living in now. Guys are here. They're looking to go to the NBA and go on. So, Yeah, there's going to be a lot to be figured out with this team, and uh, it could be to the point where you can't figure it out before the season mm-hmm. is done. Yeah. And we've seen it in past seasons where, you know, it looked like it may have been the same case, and they have gotten it figured out and uh, gotten out of a hole where – they had a losing streak, but then they were able to bounce back yeah. with a winning streak. Yep. They're not to that point this no. season. No. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson. Stay tuned. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the Zone presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. An all-indoor pickleball facility coming soon to Little Rock Athletic Club online at LRAC.com. This 
Kansas Sports Center. The Los Angeles Chargers have their new head coach in Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh returns to the team he retired with in 2000 after nine years in Michigan, culminating in a national championship this past year. He previously coached the 49ers from 2011 to 2014, taking them to three straight NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl appearance, which was a loss to the Ravens. Los Angeles has their franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert, who had a down year in 2023, throwing for 20 touchdowns and seven interceptions with 3,134 passing yards in just 13 games. Elsewhere, the Chargers have an aging roster that finished with a 5-12 record. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. The Bucks are back. At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kids Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic. Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents Oakwan Race Day with Justin Acri and David Longinotti every Saturday morning at 11. Oakwan Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action and Arkansas source for racing news and analysis. Oakwan Race Day presented by Oakwan, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. This is Pat Bradley for Brewski's Sunday, January 28th. NFL Conference Championships kick off at 2 p.m. and then at 5.30 p.m. Brewski's has you covered with Sunday Funday drink specials, all-new Smash Burger lineup, 10 different wing sauces, skillet dips, and nachos. Watch it on the Brewski Tron or plenty of our TVs. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Two locations, downtown Little Rock, and the new location in Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Check us out online at brewskispubandgrub.com. At Arts Marine, we just called in our latest flock of hunting boats. Look at these ambush boats by Legendcraft. The perfect style and function for years of successful hunts. How about letting us customize a well-built boat for your particular needs? Bury any of our boats with a Tatsu outboard. All the boats at Arts Marine are rugged, and our selection and prices are unmatched in Central Arkansas. We also offer full service on ATVs. So, before you hit the deer woods, come let our certified technicians make sure you don't have any breakdowns this fall. Get in now before these deals fly away. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Rowdy Hog Pickleball is the only dedicated pickleball store in Arkansas. Whether you love to dink or smash, their sales professionals can help you choose a paddle that fits your needs. Rowdy Hog Pickleball has everything you need to practice at home and play on the court. Get out of the kitchen and stop by to talk to one of their professionals to ace the new year. Located in the Outlet Mall down from H&M, Rowdy Hog Pickleball, your one-stop shop to pickleball success. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Cause the tripping me leave 
Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson. Razorbacks take a loss last night, 77-51 to Ole Miss. And uh, we are taking some complaints and how you feel about the team in general. And you can get into the show by calling 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. Message here says everyone needs to stop complaining about the Razorbacks and take advantage of this unique opportunity to clean up at the betting window. If you want to get on uh, Bet Saracen, says it's easy money for road games. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Uh, regarding Razorbacks basketball team, all teams come, uh, let's see, Razorback coaches. Razorback coaches are going to hit the recruiting hard and get some great players who will be ready to win next season. So this person is saying that it's already time to turn the page to next season. Yeah, I mean, people are turning the page to baseball season, but yeah, maybe so. And I don't think it is complaints when you're just kind of analyzing. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I mean... Maybe complain that you're not going to go to the tournament and you want to go to the tournament, but I mean, um, you're not always. I mean, you're not always going to strike gold on that thing. I think that's what we figured out. It might have also changed Mus's approach to the to the portal, but I mean, it's it's worked out pretty well up until this year. Yeah, I mean, like 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 you said, Nate. I mean, he's he's struck gold so far. I mean, he's been able to find the right pieces through the portal and and whatnot. And you know, it's like anything else. Sometimes you're successful. Sometimes you're not. You had a little bit of a streak where you were. Sometimes you know, all good things come to an end. Yeah. Are are we to the point where we're spoiled because of expectations? We expect to be, be part of at it. a certain point every year. So yeah. are we spoiled in saying that this team should make the tournament every year when uh and it's because of Moss and the job that he's done since he's been there, when you look at times in the past and years in the past where it was always a question, is this team gonna be good enough to get to the tournament? And you're wondering, but now in recent years it's like we're gonna be in the tournament. That's almost a given in most people's minds. It's about what's the seed gonna be and how far can they go in the tournament. And then when you have a down year, then you realize that you may be spoiled in a sense because this is what you expect to see every year, and it's not necessarily reality for most schools. Yeah. Did you ever hear that old story? Houston Nutt and Nolan Richardson were traveling together right after Nutt's first year, and uh, they were they were going to some event or something, and Nolan said, um, well, you had a great year, but now you're going to have to feed the monster, you know? It kind of telling him like, hey, when I won those, then I had to keep winning because we won two championships. Then people thought, or we went to two championship games, so people thought we had to keep doing that. And when we didn't do it, they were upset. So they're gonna, you you won nine straight this year and almost beat Tennessee. They're gonna expect that every year now from you. So we have seen what Mus has done, and we expect that now. We want to in March. We want to be enjoying the tournament. It would also be another thing if this team had a chance to get in. I mean, at this time, it looks like we have, or they have very small chance, like 10%, 5% chance. Maybe right now you'd have to probably win the tournament, the SEC tournament. If they were a bubble team and there was still some hope, that would maybe soften the blow a little bit and you get in as an 11 seed and you're not going to maybe make the run that you did. But to just go cold turkey to where this team is getting hammered, that makes it tougher, too, because when you've been that high, now you're at the lowest of lows, and you really can't figure out how you're going to get it out of the ditch. That's the other thing. And if you're kind of hovering around 500 and you kind of, you know, like they've done before, and you know you get on a hot streak, you might get in the tournament. But right now, I think a lot of people are turning the TV off because they don't see any hope, and they don't want to waste their time watching a 20-point blowout. You got to be a fan at all times, though. Uh, you got to be a fan when times are good, well, when times I, are bad. Yeah. So for the people that say that it's to that point with them and they're turning it off, that's still your favorite team. If, if it's your favorite team, support them. But um, yeah, now as we sit here in the moment, Nate, and you brought up NCAA tournament. Now everybody 
as we sit here in the moment, if this team, if we're spinning it forward and we're sitting here weeks later and this team is in the tournament, that would be considered a major win from mm-hmm. where we are right now. Yeah. But where we are right now, there's nobody that sees it happening. No. And I don't think that means you're a boo bird either. I think that just means you're realistic. I mean, I, I when I listen, I mean, I listen to all the shows, and I enjoy listening to everybody. And I, when you go from one show to the other to the other, when you go from the morning to the night, and nobody really seems to be able to figure out what's going on. And you got Sully calling in last week with us, doesn't really understand what you, to do. And Musk doesn't have a good answer in the press conferences. Now, that's the part. If the coaches can't figure it out, yeah. there's not going to be anybody from the outside analysts, that can figure it out. you got great analysts like Joe, who's coached college basketball, Pat, who's paid to talk about it on the SEC Network. Those guys can't pinpoint it and say, this is what you need to do, or that there's a chance to do it. Then I think that then you've kind of you've kind of got your answer. And, I mean, if you say this team doesn't have a chance to get to the tournament – I don't think you're being negative. I think you're being realistic. I mean, I, I really think at this point it would have to be winning the postseason tournament. So I've, if you're the coaching staff now, you're just trying to see, is there any way we can peak in March and we can you know maybe put together a miraculous run through the league or we're playing so well in the last three weeks of the regular season that it trickles into the tournament and we go in there and win the thing. But that would... You know, <laughs> that would be tough too because you got to play all those games in a row when you're a lower exactly. seed. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't. You know, ESPN does those percentages on different things. I mean, I would think the percentage right now of Arkansas getting in is is five, like I said, less than ten five percent probably. I mean, when it, when they put those percentages on, it seems like I know that there are analytics that go yeah. into it, but. Sometimes it seems like that that is more of a guessing game, yes, and they're just yes. putting a percentage yeah, on it. Yeah, you know what? What can you really feed into a system to say that this team has this percentage of winning a certain game, yeah. or this percentage of winning out to get to a certain point yeah. in the season? Well, and here's the thing too. I mean, I know that when they consider teams for an NCAA tournament bid, they look at the season as a whole, but they seem to put more emphasis on like the last ten, twelve games or so. That's the stretch you're about to get into, and there is nothing to indicate that Arkansas is going to have any sort of success in these last 10 or 12 games. Southern Structural Solutions text line, the basketball and football teams are a result of the failure of the athletic department as a whole. Hunter Eurocheck should be held accountable. They have not provided resources and funding needed to any of our sports to compete in the portal and NIL era. With Edge, we just got to uh, go up and where Ole Miss was. We, we're we're going to be where Ole Miss was a year ago when Lane Kiffin was complaining about NIL, saying that they needed more. And uh, we see that as a result with them, they spun it forward and they, they made things happen where they were spending more of the money. Yeah. It would be interesting if that ever got brought up with Muss. Did you have problems getting guys? I mean, but they felt good about the guys they were bringing in. I, you know, Pittman started to bring it up because people were saying, "Oh, you're not bringing in the right recruits, and you're losing." And he's like, "Well, you can't afford them. I mean, you know, I can't, I can't get guys you want because I don't have any money." And you know, he was being frank with everybody. And then the Razor's Edge came out, uh, but that's a whole man. You could do a whole show on that, and it, it is amazing. You know something that I thought about the other day? It's like how crazy things are, and I know it's this way for a reason, and I am glad that kids are able to get um, get money. But, you know, a few years ago, if Dave Van Horn saw a guy driving down the street at Bomb Stadium going back to his room and it's downpouring rain, the NCAA rules prohibited him from giving him a ride there. Now he can go get him a car at the dealership. <laughs> you know? <laughs> how times have changed. Uh, yeah, and and... So and there's been some good things. I I think about guys like think about a guy like Scotty Thurman. You know, he would have been paid even though he didn't go to the NBA, but he would have got paid at Arkansas because he was such a big. You know, after that, you know, he hit the shot and everything. You probably would have been able to reap a lot of money from that. So I think it's really good, but there's things that need to be tweaked with it. And then when you have coaches saying. Man, I can't compete with X school because I don't have the money. 
that's a problem too. And I don't think that's ever anything that the NCAA banked on or wanted that you would have teams that would be controlling that because they have a bigger bankroll than other teams. You know, what this is supposed to be is, hey, I'm I'm going to come here and I'm going to get some deals done and I'm going to get appearances. I don't think anybody thought that a guy would get $1.5 million to come play for a team or every offensive lineman would get $50,000 up front. And that's the way it is. And, I, you know, I think they've got things they need to clean up there. But, you know, that is a serious problem for a coach. You go and talking to a guy, and, and used to be you went to his mom and dad and you talked in the living room. You talked about how you're going to give him a good education about how the team is going to win. You know, like if you're Musselman, for example. You know, hey, we've won, we've gone to the tournament three years. We've done this. We beat Kansas. Okay, well, how much are you going to pay me to come? <laughs> that's the that's the bottom line. And then if you don't, if you say Kentucky's going to give me this, I'm going to Kentucky, and so, I don't care. So the thing that people are failing to realize about NIL and Portal, they you know they're saying that it's changed the game, but it's it's brought things to light that were behind closed doors, under the table. But we still see the most successful programs, those are the ones that are still having the most success. It's just out in the open. And so it's not necessarily that, you know, one school is willing to pay more money or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just that the successful programs are the ones that continue to be the more successful programs. Now, it has helped programs like, um, like, Arkansas, that um, you know, maybe you're able to compete on a on a different level, and you're able to lure some of these players in that you wouldn't have been able to before, maybe so. entice them. But at the at the end of the day, the high power programs are still going to be the high power programs. But the other thing to keep in mind there is a lot of the high power programs are the ones that have a lot of money. You know, so they you know the Texases, the Kentuckys. You know, Alabama's they got they've got the boosters and they've had so much success they got the money and so they can they can pay it and like you said, some of those deals were done under the table before and now they're out in the open. And everybody wants to be mad because they are out in the open. It it's a catch twenty two because people want information. They want to know everything and then when they know everything, then they want to complain about yeah. everything they know. I well, I agree and I don't think people want to know that guys are getting paid that much, but you know, I I'm in this business, SB Live Sports. We cover kids. We cover high school kids. I'm in, I, I'm in it for the kids. Glad the kids are getting a shot. I just think things could be refined a little bit more to make it a little more even, and, and, and maybe that'll happen at some point. Let's go to the phones and talk to Sterling. What's up, Sterling? Hey, guys. First off, before I go on this basketball team, you know, when they, when the courts allowed that they should be able to make money on their name, Emerson Lightness, as we all know, strictly to for them to be able to make money on their name, image, and likeness. It wasn't meant for the schools to get collected. It wasn't meant for the schools to somehow find a way to help them get NIL deals. That the schools don't supposed to be involved. The NCA didn't want this to happen. But when the courts passed it, they dropped the hand. They said, forget it, we stay out of it. So so while them not trying to govern it, it gets it gets like it is now, the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. If they do they, they, their job to try to keep their rules intact, if they have, they can they can control this, and you can have your your so called limit. But like the, and everybody break up the that even pro sports have caps. Yeah, the the the, the thing the cap is for the team, but it's not for advertisers or Campbell Soup or Gatorade. They can pay who they can pay Dak or Mahomes. State Farm can pay him whatever they want to pay him. Yeah. Kansas City don't have nothing to do with it. So that's the problem I have with the NIL because people vitalize NIL when they shouldn't be. It should be directed toward the schools. If you're mad at these kids getting big money, get mad at the schools for getting collectives and making it happen. It shouldn't. The schools shouldn't be involved. It should be up to the Frank Fletchers or whoever want to, you know, have some guy come to their car lot or somebody advertise their stuff. That's what this is all about. It's not, they, the schools don't supposed to be in it. Now, to this basketball team, and listen, like uh, Nate said, he took us to two elite eights, and that's good. We want to keep it going. But listen, when he was going to the elite eight, all I heard was Musman this, Musman that, and that's good. <laughs> that's good. Give him all the credit you want. 
But when things go south, don't be saying, now we got a bunch of prima donnas. Now we got a bunch of people, that, the kids ain't doing this, kids ain't buying it, kids are hard-headed, kids ain't this, kids ain't that. It's must. If you get all the, if you get to eat the big cow, that gets the big steak when you're winning, you get the beating weenies when you're losing. <laughs> I, I get tired, I get tired of, of, of everybody want to blame somebody else but must. Trust must when we win. Great point. Yeah. Trust trust must when we lose. That's all I'm saying. Just do that. Y'all guys have a great day. Appreciate it, Sterling. Good call as always by him. Southern Structural Solutions text line. There's someone that agrees wholeheartedly. Says, I love Coach Muss. I'm a loyal fan. Watched every minute of the beatdown last night. The team plays no defense. We're late in January, still playing 13 players in one half. We're not just losing. We're getting destroyed and not competitive. Muss has had tournament success, but zero conference titles, and is nine and fifteen in the last twenty-four SEC games. Mm. The team will not be in the postseason. There's no chemistry, no effort. Embarrassing and record-setting beatdowns are on Muss too, just like tournament success. So basically, saying what Sterling said. Good point. I, I like that call. I like I like that uh, that too, uh, or the feedback, but. It is a collective blame. I mean, you know, he he ultimately, the buck stops with him. I mean, he brought the guys in, and just like if you're in the NBA and you sign somebody and they don't end up doing well, who gets who gets fired? The general manager, the guy that brought them in. You know, the players are usually stay, or, or whatever, the coach is fired. But, but yeah, uh, that, that, that's a good point. And I don't know that he has really taken a lot of... <laughs> He's been, he's mentioned a lot about yeah he's, the he's distributing the blame yeah yeah uh, and I think he's frustrated that he brought him in and then it didn't work out but that's right I mean you, you he's got to take some of that um, but but probably you know he's thinking he brought him in and they're going to be able to adhere to everything and they're not and I don't really know if it's just an attitude thing if it's it's a IQ where they can't understand how to do this stuff. Sometimes, you know, like we've seen Razorback receivers and they're not running the right routes and stuff, you know, or the offensive linemen do the schemes. You know, they don't understand. I don't know if it's that or not. It has to be a balance with the head coach. Yeah. Because we've heard in the past that there were complaints about a guy like Mike Anderson. And, you know, I'm one that I, you know, hate to bring up the past and and previous coaches. But just in a sense where there were complaints because Mike Anderson would always say after a loss, that's on me. That's yep. on me. People got tired of hearing, that's on me. They wanted to know, why is that on you? What's going on? And then now, if Musk is saying it's the players, yeah. then people are going to get tired of hearing that. They want the balance. It has to be a little bit of give and take for both, that's for right. coaches and players. Yep. Agreed. Well, we're coming back with more of Out of Bounds on the other side of the break. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson. Stay tuned. Holy Guatney, Batman! Scott Rollmine is now on the buzz Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Yes, Robin, I wonder if we can discuss the Batmobile. Guatney Unplugged, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. Designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down. Zero APR for up to 84 months, plus save up to $300 on select equipment. Stop by River Valley Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com forward slash disclaimers for full disclaimer. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Save 15% when you buy four or more Purdy paint products. And there's more. Save 10% when you buy 68 or more panels of select OSB sheathing. Visit us in-store or online for low prices on the materials you need. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. 
In the 1930s, Lucky Luciano, founder of the Modern Mafia, was taken down by Prosecutor Eunice Carter, one of the first black woman assistant district attorneys in New York. The Godmother, an immersive 10-part podcast, delves into her unstoppable rise as she takes on roles from writer to politician, revealing a badass anti-hero, unafraid to bend the rules for justice. But for Eunice Carter, I don't know that Luciano would ever have been convicted of anything. Listen to The Godmother wherever you get your podcasts. If you lose your pet in Woodrock, do you know where to look? Our city shelter to the Woodrock Animal Village houses over 200 animals, so they can't sell you over the phone if your pet is there. Please go in person to 4500 Kramer off South University next to First Tee. Strays are available for adoption after seven days, so when you're looking to adopt, please visit the Animal Village. You'll meet all ages, breeds, and sizes, and many are already trained. Just a $90 adoption fee covers shots, neuter, and microchip at Woodrock Animal Village. What would you call a city that made $100 million a year off of gambling and prostitution? The FBI called it illegal, but here in Hot Springs, Arkansas, we just called it tourism. Enjoy the story of the great American spa told by the people who lived through it at the award-winning Gangster Museum of America, 510 Central Avenue in Hot Springs. 501-318-1717 or go to TGMOA.com. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. It was super successful and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Double V's presents Joseph Pinion when he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Double V's is an Arkansas company with over 34 locations and growing strong across Arkansas. Double V's, where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double V's. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson. We're hearing uh, your messages about the Raceback basketball team. We're going to get into some more Southern Structural Solutions text line, several messages there. We're going to go to the phones and talk to Mike. What's up, Mike? 
Hey, Joe. Hey. I like all these conversations I'm hearing today. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, you remember back when uh, football season was going on, everybody kept hollering, let's wait till basketball season. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can start hollering, hey, let's wait till baseball season. Yeah, that's the because trend I, right now. That's where we're headed. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's part of Mustard's problem, you know, it's his whole problem. But they just ain't getting what he's trying to teach and. That's what we ran into this year. So ride the ride the storm out until it's over with, and uh, and hope he can find something to fix it by next year. Because uh, these guys ain't just getting beat. So, so, so that's where you I are know, with it, Mike. I, I love the way Sterling put it a while ago. Mike, that's where you are this season. Lost cause. It's time to turn the page to next season. Well, damn, baseball is only what a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baseball's right around the corner. Everybody, well, y'all, y'all were saying a while ago about uh, the SEC tournament. Now, isn't there some schools that don't make the SEC make the tournament? No, in basketball, all the schools make it for men's oh, basketball. Okay. I was to say, are we going to be able to make the tournament? Yeah, men's basketball, all the team, all fourteen teams make it. And uh, it, it could change when Texas and OU come in and they expand to 16. There could be some changes. There will be changes to the format, but don't know if they'll make it to the point where all the teams don't make the tournament. Okay, well, everybody that's still hoping out there has got another hope then. They can hope they can make the tournament and win it. But uh, I'm ready for baseball. So thank you for your call. Thank you for letting me call you, and y'all have a blessed day. I hey, appreciate it, Mike. Have a good one. So, J.K. on Southern Structural Solutions text line says about Brazil and his NBA stock going down because of the injury. Now, he came into the season coming off a major injury and so knew that there was some risk involved in that. You, we see with these players, they need to go when their moment is out there to say that it's time for them to go. And there's always some backlash from fans to say that this player isn't ready you know, whether – and it seems to happen in basketball more than any other sport. But in basketball, when we see players return to school, we never see their stock go up. We, we see yeah. it go down for the most part. Yeah. And so they even mentioned it on the broadcast last night about Trevin Brazil saying that this time last year it was thought that he may have been a first-round draft pick, whether that was in the mid-first round or maybe down down somewhere – uh, late in the first round because he was dealing with the injury. But if you go through the draft process, NBA teams draft on potential. Yeah, He made the decision to go back to school, and now he's dealing with the decision to go back to school. And and we saw, we've seen it in the past with Razorback basketball players that have returned to school, and maybe they still got to where they wanted to be. And thinking specifically about Dan, Daniel Gafford, Bobby Portis, yeah. but it's not like they went back to school and their stock went up. It didn't happen. No. I I think there are cases when it does, but I, I, don't you think he came back, though, just because that injury was so devastating that he thought he had to kind of play this year to get well and show he could play? I don't know. I mean, maybe. thought thought he had enough out there on okay. film okay. to say that, he, we see what this guy can do. And then if you go to the NBA draft combine and yeah. and he was fully able to participate at that time, yeah. which it seems like he would have been, been because we saw the trend go up throughout the season where he was getting some on-court work yeah. and uh, he was out shooting around. He was even running and doing some jumping, but he just wasn't back for the season to play in any games, yes. which he shouldn't have been. But – at that point, if you go to the NBA Draft Combine and you display your talents, what you can do, and uh, we know that this guy is a high jumper. He has the highest vert on the team right now currently at, uh, let's see where Trevin Brazil is, 42.5. Well, he's, he's one of the highest, so 42.5 inch vert. Mm-hmm. If he showed that in an NBA Draft Combine, and just showed the athleticism and, and certain abilities, they draft on potential. You're right. And, and all these analytics now in all the sports, I mean, it's almost like you could not have that great a season, uh, but if you go in the combine show that you can do some of those physical things, 
I think that's another place where the where the NIL comes in because guys come back and like before you, you needed to go to the league to get paid. Now you're like, well, I could come back, show that I'm healthy and get healthy, and I'll get some money while I'm there. And you're playing major Division One college basketball as opposed to being in the G League or some European yeah. league. No one's heard yeah. of. Well, but I do agree with you. You mentioned that, I and I, I had kind of forgotten that he was maybe well enough to be in the combine. You know, I, I had kind of forgotten that, and you know, it might have been a dice roll. But I mean, you know, you think at that point you're going to come back, you're going to go to the elite eight again, and you're you're going to be an all SEC player. That's probably what he's thinking. You know, it, it is one thing, Todd, as far as being in uh, a different league overseas and maybe the risk of getting lost over there and being forgotten about. But if you get drafted by an NBA team or you make an NBA roster to the point where they say, we're going to give you a two-way contract where you're going to play in the G League, but also you can be called up to the NBA roster, that's worth it in itself because you are getting coaching on the pro level. You're getting experience on the pro level. And even if you're sitting at the end of an NBA bench – you're in the NBA. That's exactly what Jordan Walsh is doing. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, staying in college and uh, refining the game there or refine the game when you're playing against the best players, maybe in a practice setting, yeah. but you're still playing against the best players in the world. Southern Structural Solutions text line, Eddie says, shooting is the problem. He said, just simple as that. Shooting is the problem. Also, another message here says the backlash of laying these eggs in in these games, it's going to affect recruiting. Yes. And it will affect recruiting when they see the product that's being put on display on the court. No question. You're going to have you're going to have to do a little more selling when you go to to go to the portal this time. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's hour 2 live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Nate Olson. Stay tuned. already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. You've heard it here on the buzz several times. Gary Hill MSS Oil. There hasn't been an oil man specialist like this since Who Shot JR. Well, we figured out who shot JR and he wasn't even shot. He was caught at Splash Car Wash getting an oil change.